Psalm 119, verse 169, if you're there, say amen. If you love the Lord, say amen. Amen. Glad to be in church tonight. Glad to be in God's house. It says, verse 169, it says, Let my cry come near before thee, O Lord. Give me understanding according to thy word. Let my supplication come before thee. Deliver me according to thy word. My lips shall utter praise, and when thou hast taught me thy statutes, my tongue shall speak of thy word, for all thy commandments are righteousness. Let thine hand help me, for I have chosen thy precepts. I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight. Let my soul live, and it shall praise thee, and let thy judgments help me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandments. Let's pray to Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, uh, just for today, Lord, we thank you for, uh, God, the days that we were able to come together, Lord, to fellowship, Lord, to strengthen one another, Lord, to sit and worship together and to glean from your word. We thank you tonight, Lord, that we have a word to meet around. We have a word to study, we have a word to read, a word to follow, a word to guide our life. Lord, we thank you for the Bible tonight. We ask you, Lord, tonight that you just make it alive, Lord, and you just make it hop off the page to us. Lord, speak directly, plainly to us tonight. Lord, through your word, God, give us practical things, God, that we can live and, 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 and use to bring glory and honor to your name tonight. Lord, I ask that you hide me behind the cross of Calvary, God, would you get me out of myself, Lord, and fill me with your spirit, God, and make preaching, God, what you desire and design it to be tonight. And Lord, help us to leave out of here different way we walked in. Help us leave out of here challenged, changed, convicted, Lord, encouraged, strengthened, or whatever you need for us, Lord, whatever you desire for us tonight, Lord, help us to raise up both hands and say that's what we need to and God, help us, Lord, just to be receptive and listen on purpose. And God, to give you the glory and to use it for your glory. Lord, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. 176 verses that God has used this, the psalmist, I believe, to be David, to pen these wonderful verses and wonderful phrases and, and stanzas about the word of God. The longest chapter in your Bible, the longest psalm in your Bible is fitting. That's about the word of God. And we're grateful for that. But I can't help but read verse 176, and it kind of puts me in a, in a, in a in not an awkward place, but kind of reminds me and you just how capable we are of going astray and, and, and getting out of the way, so to speak. Look at verse 176. He's talking about the word of God. He's magnified God's word. He's practiced God's word. He's trusted God's word. He's taught God's word. He's lived God's word. And you get to verse 176. I've gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandments. It's interesting to me because if, if this would have been me, I would have stopped and said, verse 176, aren't y'all proud of how much I know about the word of God? Look what I know, look what I understand, look what I practice, what can I believe? Look at me, and he says, I've gone astray. I know all of this, and God has taught me all of this, and he showed me all this, but I still have a flesh. I still have the capability of going in the wrong direction. And if a man, God can use a man to write 176 verses about the word of God, and when it's all said and done, he still has capability and the probability of going in the wrong direction and, and getting out of line and getting in a place where none of us desire to go, but through circumstances and choices, we oftentimes find ourselves headed in the wrong direction. He's going astray like a lost sheep. I know 175 verses. I told you how good the God is. 
and how it's protected me and preserved me and, and promoted me, but now I've gone astray. And you're thinking, man, I just left that off. And on a high note, and on a good note, but it's a great reminder that if he knows all of that and still can mess things up and still can make those mistakes, then me and you rest assured tonight we are capable of the same thing. But notice here tonight, it doesn't just end with I've gone astray like a lost sheep. See, there was, a, there was a, a, an honest uh, admission from the psalmist. He said, I've gone astray. I have got out of the way. I have ended up in a place where I ought not to be. And notice this here, his honest admission led to a plea for help. Seek thy servant. Seek thy servant. And, and hear what he's saying. He's, he's saying, I've gone so far astray. I've got so way out there. Even with all that I know, I, I, I feel like I'm in a place where I cannot get myself back to where I need to be. You ever gone somewhere and, or, or went on a trip somewhere or somebody gave you directions and you were looking at them, your ears were open, then you get behind the wheel and you said, did they tell me to turn left here or there? <laughs> you know, they, they've told you what you need to know and you probably can figure it out, but sometimes you get so far out there, thinking, how in the world have I got here? When me and Ms. Becky used to drive uh, to Bible college every Monday night, we'd come back back roads and there was always a turn it really wasn't marked very well it really wasn't uh you know it wasn't like hey turn here right now if you want to make it back to Hepsipa. it was just a turn off there and I remember one night we were talking to each other going about college and what the Lord had, had dealt our hearts about and and how wonderful it was that I drove right past the turn I drove right past it now this is kind of before you know everybody had Google Maps and all that stuff and you had a GPS you had to go buy a Garmin or a Tom Tom and I remember we had drove by there I thought I have no idea where I am I have no idea and I don't know where to go back to because it was dark it was you know 11 o'clock at night and, and we were trying our best finally praise the Lord we made it back to a road that I knew and I said if we turn here that'll lead us back to North Augusta and if I can get to North Augusta I can get home but sometimes in our life we feel as if we've got so far, we don't even know how to get back. Thanks be to God, we can, we can cry to the Father. We can ask the Lord, seek that. Lord, come to where I am because I have no idea how to get back to where you are. I feel like I've just done too much. I've messed up so much. I can't go back. I, I don't know where to start. But we can, there was a plea. He said, seek thy servant. Why can't he just go back? Sometimes we get so far out there. We're just not sure which way to go first and how to get back the right way. This is his plea reminded him of a promise. He said, for I, or excuse me, verse 169, or 176, I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandments. For I do not forget thy commandments. He said, I cried to one knowing that not only can he hear, but he can answer my plea. Notice this, he said, I've gone astray like a lost sheep. It's amazing this morning, we are in Sunday school, and we're in Luke chapter number 15, which if you title the chapter, you could call it the lost and found chapter of your Bible. And it starts off Jesus telling a parable to the publicans. 
He said that a shepherd had ninety had a hundred sheep. Ninety and nine of them were together, but one of them had a strayed off. One of them had gone off, and some, one of them was was lost in the woods somewhere. And the the shepherd left the ninety nine and went and found. Aren't you glad tonight that God doesn't hold the value of the ninety nine over the one tonight? He said they're all my sheep. I love them all, and I want them all to get. Can I say to you tonight? If you ever get out, if you ever get astray, rest assured. If you ask the Father to seek you to find you to get you back where you need to be he'll be faithful to do so tonight but we see here in verse 176 he said the Lord well, I've gone astray and I've, I've seek the Lord can I say tonight 176 the, the straying off is avoidable the straying off doesn't have to be your testimony tonight you can serve God faithfully. You can live for God faithfully. You can never get out, have to get back in. And I'm glad tonight if we get out, there's grace, there's mercy. God loves us. First John 1, 9, he's faithful and just to forgive us. We can get back in. But notice here, the psalmist actually gives us the recipe to stay where God is, to continue to walk with God and to live by his word. And here's the recipe tonight. Here's the secret to success. Write it down, write a book about it, and tithe off the prophets. Let God be God. Let God be God. You'll see here in verses 169 through 175, the word let is used multiple times. And we'll see here tonight if there's some areas where we let God be God in our life, it'll help me and you from straying. It'll help me and you from getting out of the way and getting out of the will of God and getting out from serving him actively and living the Christian life completely and fully, but we're gonna have to let God be God. I'm gonna give you three areas tonight that the psalmist let God be God in his life. Notice number one, he let God be his dependence. He let God be his dependence. Look at verse 169 through 172. He said, let my cry Come before, near before thee, O Lord. Give me understanding according to thy word. Let my supplication come before thee. Deliver me out, uh, deliver me according to thy word. Notice here we see two words being used there. The word cry in the word supplication. Let my cry come before thee. Let my supplication come before thee. Notice this tonight. Both are, 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 are being pushed and both are being left before the Lord. Not just the cry, but also the supplication. Notice this, verse 169. He said, let my cry come before thee. And here's the thing tonight. How many of you know what a cry is? There is a, I have a great need. I have something that is beyond me, something that is greater than me. And I can't necessarily uh, 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 put a whole sentence together and I can't put a, a well thought uh, phrase together, but I have a great need. Matter of fact, when it comes to little Shiloh, she doesn't come to us and, and say, Father, it sure would be nice if you chopped me up some, some carrots right now and fed them to me. I'm a little hungry. I, I'm a little parched, Father. Would you get me something to drink? Now, if she came and did that to me tonight, I'd be amazed. I would say, we're raising a genius. <laughs> she gets that from her mama. But that's not, how she, that's not how she communicates to us. We know she needs something because she cries. Now, her cries aren't all the same. You've got to be around. Oh, my goodness, you've got to know the child to know the difference in the cries. 
And aren't you glad tonight that God knows the difference in our cries? He knows us better than we know ourselves. Shiloh's got a cry for hunger, but Shiloh's also got a different cry for hurt. They're different. To you, they probably sound the same, but if you live with her and you're around her, you'll begin to pick up on the differences. And here the psalmist cries before the Lord. I have a great need. I have a great problem. And notice here, but his cry, verse 169, isn't to take it away. His cry isn't to alleviate the problem. His cry isn't to pull him out of the trial. His cry isn't to remove him from the storm. What is the cry in verse 169? Give me understanding according to thy word. His cry sought understanding. And so many times our cry is, Lord, get me out of this. Instead, our cry ought to be, Lord, while I'm here, take your word and give me understanding. Give me understanding. Preacher, how do you make it through trials? How do you make it through, through problems? How do you make it through storms? How do you make it through low times and down times and hard times? How do I make it through? You get a hold of God's word. You find a promise in God's word. You find a verse and you cling to that thing and you watch God be faithful to his word. Not always easy. But can I say tonight, if you're going to learn from the trials, it's not because you've been removed from them. It's because in the midst of it, you sought understanding from God and he took his word and showed you exactly what you needed to learn in the midst of that moment. So we see his cry. Then we see his supplication, that need, that, that desire, let my supplication come before thee. Deliver me according to thy word. This is what he's saying is, Lord, I have a great need. And Lord, I have a, a, a great want. I have a great desire. But Lord, I'm depending upon you to provide at exactly the right time. Just like we talked about this one, long-suffering, being patient. Now, we know tonight that God desires good of us. He has plans for us. He, he wants to prosper us. He wants to use us and bless us and, and magnify him and us and let us have a testimony and all that good stuff and wonderful stuff. But can I say tonight, it, is, it isn't lots what I can do, Lord, and get on board with it when you're ready. It is, Lord, I, I have these needs and I have these wants. I have these dreams. I have these desires. But, Lord, only if you want it. And, Lord, when you want to give it to me, I'm okay with that. And here's the thing, verse 69 in verse 169, verse 170, we see it. He's depending upon the Lord. I'm, I'm crying. I'm, I'm, I'm giving my supplication before the Lord, but I'm asking him to give me understanding. I'm asking him to deliver me at his time. And here's the thing, when me and you let God be our dependence, we depend fully on him. We, we trust that he can take care of us. We trust that his word is true. And we, we live that way. And it's not just something we say, but it's something we practice and something we, we do day in and day out. There is, there is something that is produced in that. There's something that is found in that. And it's found in verses 171 and 172. He said, I cried and I, I, I let my supplication come before God and, and I asked him to deliver me and I asked him to give me understanding. And when he gave me those things, verse 171, my lips shall utter praise. My lips shall utter praise when thou hast taught me thy statutes. When you took that verse I held on to, that verse that I, 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 just, I just submitted my life into and I just trusted in the midst of the storm, when I, when I did that, Lord, and you showed yourself faithful, all I could do was praise you. 
For a while there, the verse in our house and the, the verse in our life was have done all things well. He had done all things well. And when I first said it, when we were coming home and going through all of that, there was some time I knew it to be true, but I couldn't see the beginning from the end. I didn't know all that was going on in that time. And I didn't see all that God was doing. But can I say, when we held on to it and we said, God, it hurts. God, it bothers us. God, it discourages us. God, it's a tough time. It's a hard thing. But Lord, you have done all things well. I found out God does do all things well. He taught that verse to me and my family. And I can't help but utter praise to him. I'm glad his word is true tonight. Then notice this, he not only does it produce praise, verse 172, it produces a testimony. My tongue shall speak of thy word. Y'all, I, I took that verse, and y'all gonna think I'm crazy. Y'all gonna think it's, it's absolutely ludicrous, but I took that verse, I held on to it, I believed it, I trusted it, and God kept his word. Let me tell you, his word is true tonight. His word is faithful. His word is sharper than any two-edged sword. It, it, it discerns the thoughts and it's quick and it's powerful. And I believe that not just because I read it in the Bible, but I believe it because God has showed me that through him keeping his word tonight. So not only when me and you let God be our dependence, not only is it to produce praise, but here's the thing. If you're not dependent upon God, what are you going to praise him for? Because if you're not depending on him, who are you depending on? Yourself. So you're going to give yourself the praise. Look what I did. Look how hard I was. Look how good I am. Look how smart I am. Look how I figured it all out. But when we depend on God, all we can do is praise him because we know he's the one that did it for us. And it wasn't ourselves. So we see his dependence upon God to produce praise. Also, it produced a testimony. My tongue shall speak of thy word for all thy commandments are righteousness. Every single one of them are right. Every single one of them are true. Every single one of them are faithful. And every single one of them not just doesn't, apply, or doesn't just apply to me, but it applies to all of us that have been born again by the grace of God. And they're true for all of us tonight. So notice number one, if we're gonna, if we're gonna keep from straying, we're gonna have to let God be our dependence. Notice number two, not only to let his, God be his dependence, but we have to let God be our deliverer. Be our deliverer. Verse 173 let thine hand help me, for I have chosen thy precepts. I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord. Thy law is my delight. Verse 173 said, Lord, let thine hand help me. This is what he was saying. He's saying, Lord, my hands are full. I have done everything I can do. I've tried my best. I gave it my best shot. I gave it my best effort. How many of y'all know one of the hardest lessons you'll learn in life is sometimes your best effort isn't good enough? Sometimes that's a hard lesson to learn and, and it's one of those lessons I, 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 I would wish that we'd learn it earlier so we can, we can mature from it, no doubt. But sometimes our best effort isn't good enough. And here the psalmist will say, Lord, I've tried everything. My hands don't have the ability to solve the problem. My hands can't get out of this. There's a thing, a lot of times, if me and you are doing it by ourselves, we think if we compromise, that's the same thing as deliverance. That's not true tonight. That it's me and you trying to work the situation for ourselves. Comprom uh, compromising or, 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 you know, compromising the situation and, 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 and working it to our benefit, being, being all those kind of things, taking it underneath our power, that's not deliverance. That's conniving. That's, that's, that's tricking. And we see here that he said, let thine hand, Lord, I can't do it. I need your hand. I need your help. What is what has got me overwhelmed? What is too much for me to grip? What is for, too much for me to work with my own ability tonight? Aren't you glad tonight if it all fits in the hand of God? 
And tonight his hand is great, his hand is mighty. He's not slack concerning his promise. There's nothing that my God cannot do. He's able to help and he's able to deliver tonight because he is all powerful, he's almighty. And so you say, Lord, I need your help. It's too much for me. But at the same time, if we're gonna say, Lord, I need your help, we gotta follow up with the rest of the verse. For I've chosen thy precepts. Lord, I need your help. Lord, I need out here. But I want to do it my way, Lord. I, 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 want, it, I want to be comfortable. I, you know, I, I don't want to do all the other stuff. Lord, I just need you to get me out of here. <laughs> How many have ever heard those, those, those uh, prayers? Lord, if you get me out of here, I'll serve you all the days of my life. I'll give you everything I have. Lord, if I win the lottery, it's all yours. Let me ask you how much of your wallet's already his. How much of what you have is already the, the zeros behind that's not going to change anything. Your heart's not right. But notice what he says. He said, let thine hand help me. He said, I have chosen thy precepts. Lord, I want your help so much so that I'm willing to do it your way. Let me ask you now, when's the last time you did things God's way and it didn't work out? It, it, not necessarily that you got what you thought you needed, but when you do things God's way, his word will not return void tonight. You may not see the result immediately. You may not even see the result you think you're supposed to see. But when me and you faithfully trust and practice and apply the word of God, it will not return void. And so if we're going to cry for help, that cry needs to be backed up with, Lord, not only do I want your help, Lord, I'm willing to do it your way. <laughs> you ever had somebody come and ask you for advice? Ask you how to do something? Ask you how to complete a job and you tell them? And they go, well, that's nice, but I ain't going to do it that way. And why'd you come in the first place? <laughs> why'd you even ask me for help if you weren't going to do it? So many times in our Christian life, that's how we do God. Lord, I need help. Lord, get me out of this. Lord, fix this. Lord, do this. Lord, do that. And he'll take you to verse. Lord, I don't want to do that. I just want to get out of here. I just want to be relieved. But if he's going to be your deliverer, then you have to let him deliver you his way. Get you out of the problem his way tonight. When, when should God, when is God our deliverer? When God is our deliverer, we should desire his deliverance. Notice what he says right there in verse 174. I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord. Thy law is my delight. What I've read, here's the thing. What, I, what I've experienced now as a Christian, what I've lived, and the more I begin to study the word of God, and the more I, I read the word of God, the more that I ask God to apply his word to my life, the better not only does the word of God get, but also I have long, I, I realize tonight that this world is not my home. And I realize that as long as I'm down here, as long as you're down here, there's going to be troubles. There's going to be afflictions. There's going to be suffering. There's going to be problems. There's going to be issues. Because as long as sin is present in the world, nothing's going to be perfect. And so we're going to have to deal with that every day of our life. And I don't know about you. I'm a young man. I'm a young man tonight, but as I live, heaven sweeter and sweeter day by day by day. And it's not just because those that I love, I've watched cross over. No doubt that's part of it. I'm looking forward to a great reunion day. But notice it tonight, why does it get better? Because the more I read about him, the more I learn about him, the more I want to see him. I want my faith to be made sight. And I know when my faith is made sight, there will be not one single letdown. We went to a restaurant a few months ago. My wife had got a uh, gift card for it. So we went there and I, my last name is Wagner. It's German food. It should have been a match made in heaven. Sat down and I ordered the schnitzel and I was excited. 
Only thing I was missing was my leader hosen. <laughs> if you don't know what those are, don't Google it. <laughs> you don't need to see your pastor in leader hosen. I did have a pair when I was growing up, but I don't have them anymore. But I was so excited. I mean, it's authentic German food. And somebody was talking to me about it a couple of days. I was so excited. And it's not that the food was bad, but I'd built it up to somewhere that it probably actually wasn't. I sat down and I ate and we waited and waited and waited and waited. I thought they had to go find the pig and kill it and butcher it. But we sat there and we waited and we waited and waited. And the food was good. It was hot. It was fresh. But it just wasn't what we were expecting. What I was anticipating what did not meet the expectations. Can I say tonight, the more I think about heaven, the more I, I, I dwell on the fact of where I, I know where I'm going. I know what the Bible describes it as. And here's the thing. It's not just going to meet my expectations. It's not just going to meet your expectations. It's going to blow them out of the water. <laughs> Everything you've ever thought about heaven, yeah, multiply it by a million. That's how good it's going to be. How much more better it's going to be. How much more gooder it's going to be when we finally get over there. Hear what the psalmist is saying. He said, as, as I watch the Lord deliver me out of situations and problems and issues in life, he said, I long for thy salvation. He said, there's one day you're going to deliver me out of this place completely. And I'm going to be gone. My, my, my faith shall be made sight. I long for thy salvation, O Lord. And thy law is my delight. The more I read about it, the more I, I study it, the more I look at it, man, I just get more and more excited. Remember hearing them old preachers talk about that, how heaven was getting sweeter and sweeter by the day. I don't know what they're talking about. You know, I mean, I see where they're coming from, but I mean, yes, heaven's great, but there's a lot of work to do here. There's a lot of things to get done. There's, 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 there's life to live. There's all this and all that. And then I realized, yeah, they're right. Heaven ought to get sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. But I long for it because more, above all, the Lord's going to be there. When I get to heaven, that'll be the first time I've ever experienced anything without my flesh, without sin, without Satan. Can I say that? I, I can't fathom that. Because every day I get up, I have to fight those things. I've got a battle. One day that battle's gonna be over. Do you realize tonight that when me and you get to heaven, we won't ever struggle with jealousy again? Envy, let down, bitterness, malice, wrath, strife, all those things we read about in the Word of God, all those things that you and I struggle with, pride, there will be none of that in heaven tonight. And the psalmist said, the Lord, as you deliver me out of these situations, as I begin to trust your word and study your word, I realize there's a great salvation coming. There's a great deliverance coming. So he let God be his deliverer. He let God be his, what was that first point? Dependence. Then notice number three tonight, he let God be his decider. He let God be his decider. I don't know if that's an actual word or not, but it fits the alliteration. He let God be his disciple. Look at verse 175 tonight. Let my soul live, and it shall praise thee. And let thy judgments help me. He said, Lord, let my soul live. Now, tonight, <laughs> we were at uh, camp Thursday night. Brother Brian preached, and we sang, and the Lord met with us, and we had a wonderful service. And Brother Brian, while he was preaching, he was talking about how some of the best services he had been in his life were at youth camp. Not when he was young, but when he was helping out and, and he's, he's taking youth to camps and whatnot. He said one night it got so good, he said those young kids were singing and shouting and the Lord was there. And he said this little boy, about 12 years old, came up behind the 
pulpit and just said, I love the Lord, I love the Lord, I love him so much. He's the best thing that's ever happened. He's the greatest one. And he said, Lord, you can take me now. Take us all now. And Brian said, hold on a second. <laughs> but here's the thing about the truth of the matter is, he is the giver and taker of life. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. What's that say? Well, it was just their time. God called their number. He wanted them home. Can I say tonight, I don't care how many push-ups you do. I don't care how many, what your diet plan is. Now, I think you ought, to, you ought to practice healthy eating. I think you ought to take care of the temple that God's given you. But for me to do it saying I'm in control of my life is a false statement. Because just one second is all the Lord needs to take me home. And here the psalmist was saying, in the broad spectrum, Lord, you're the decider of my life. Lord, let my soul live. But if not, Lord, if it's my time to go, if it, Lord, if you want me home, then that's your, let my soul, Lord, it's up to you. Lord, there's only so much I can do. There's only so much I, I, I'm capable of doing and, and, and I can't control that aspect. But Lord, you're the giver and taker of life. It's in his hands. I'm here because the Lord has let me be here. Tonight, if the Lord was done with me or finished with me and the Lord was through with me as it came to pertain to earth, I wouldn't be here no more. The same is true for you. That must mean if we're here tonight and we're alive, then we're here for a reason. See, that's one of the biggest things tonight that when it comes to atheism and it's being pumped and primed and pushed down the throats of our children in schools and, and, and through the education system and through society, through, through uh, entertainment that, you know, it, it, there is no God. You can just do whatever you want to. Here's the thing. If you remove God out of the equation, me and you don't have a purpose. Me and you don't have a reason to live tonight. That's why it's so depressing. That's why it's so discouraging. But with God, we realize if God has me here, then I have a purpose. I have a reason. And here the psalmist said, Lord, I'm going to let you decide. Lord, let my soul live if you want to. Well, let me live if it's, if it's not my time. Then he goes on to say, and it shall praise thee and let thy judgments help me. If I'm still here, it's because the Lord wants to use me. And the fact that the Lord wants to use somebody like me and somebody like you tonight, that automatic, that's, that's a reason to pray. You don't need a song. You don't need uh, 17 stanzas of amazing grace. You don't need a, somebody up here clapping. You don't need all that. You just need to remind yourself that I'm still here and God, the reason why I'm still here is that God loves me. Not only did he save me, but now he's given me a purpose to serve him and to live for him. And I know something that the majority of has never experienced. If that's not enough to praise him, then I don't know what he is tonight. He said, and it shall, and it shall praise thee. If he wants to use me, then I'm going to praise him. He said, let thy judgments 